0: DeRozan up top, crosses over, into the lane for the jam. Two
1: hands for safety. DeMar rams it down. DeRozan up top, three ball good in the bottom of the well. J.R. Smith holding DeRozan. DeMar gets the ball, drives and lays it in. Forget the contact, just play through it. DeRozan into the lane. He'll pack him in a right hand. He was wide open. Kevin Love gets it in the lane on DeRozan. DeRozan with the strip. What a block by DeMar. DeMar raises up, jumper in the air. Good. Straight through for DeRozan, he's got 39. Free throw, in the air, good. It's a franchise record, 52 points for DeRozan. Nine seasons as a Toronto Raptor. DeMar will begin season number one as a San Antonio Spur after a huge, earth-shaking trade. Just, we have... Uh, ESPN up on one of the monitors here in the TSN 1050 studio. This is more than they've talked about Toronto, the Toronto Raptors all of last season, the season before, and the two seasons before that. They've been talking about it since first thing this morning. Shams Charania of Yahoo tweeted at 3 a.m. that the Kawhi to Toronto talks were heating up. Nobody tweets at 3 a.m. Nobody's breaking news at 3 a.m., but Shams was doing it. Adrian Wojnarowski picked it up. Finally, has broken out all the details of the trade. Toronto gets Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green in exchange for Demar Derozan, Jakob Purtle, and a conditional first-round draft pick. That pick, or that pick, not conditional, protected, protected one to twenty for the upcoming draft, next year's draft. If it's not conveyed in 2019, that becomes two second-round picks. So the Raptors with Kawhi Leonard. Do you think they're, they're not going to be in the top ten records in the league? Of course they are. Absolutely. So it'll be two second-round picks in the end. A tiny, tiny price to acquire an all-world talent in Kawhi Leonard. Albeit a guy who played nine games last season dealing with a, a lingering injury. How much of it was a lingering injury and how much of it was malingering by Kawhi are certainly up for debate we have no real answers because Kawhi doesn't talk to anybody. Talks to his uncle. His uncle talks to reporters. But that's about it. Is it a crazy uncle? Is it a normal uncle? We, we have no idea. No idea. Literally. Like I was saying a while ago. When is the last time you heard Kawhi Leonard's voice? I don't know what he sounds like. He's a quiet dude. But man, can he ball. One of three players in the history of the NBA to be Finals MVP and defensive player in the year of the year, in a career, Hakeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan, Kawhi Leonard, that is the guy that Toronto Raptors get, and I could not be happier about it. It is unbelievable. One that a guy like that is even available for trade. If you drafted Kawhi, eleventh overall, fifteenth overall, forgive me, I, I don't know off top, I forget off top of my head which one it was. If you drafted a guy like Kawhi, you never let him go. 15th pick overall 2011. You'd never let him go. you draft Anthony Davis. you never let him go. LeBron James. you never want to let him go, but some guys want to go. Kawhi apparently didn't want to go to Toronto. Well, if the physical goes well. He's going to Toronto for at least a year, and then we will see. Can you really pass up $190 million on a five-year contract to go to L.A.? For four years and 141 million dollars. Oh, to be so! I I, can, I honestly can't tell you how excited I am because you don't win without a huge star. I all the way through last year and the year before and the year before that. Wouldn't the Raptors be great if Demar and Kyle were in some order their second and third best players? But then you have to get one of those truly great players. Well, the Raptors have that guy, and yes, it costs them Demar DeRozan. But I've never been on the DeMar train. This was the first year. I will give him, I'll give him credit for how he developed, but this is the first year where I have thought, okay, DeMar is better than Kyle. Until then, it was always Kyle is so much a better player than DeMar DeRozan. Better shooting three-pointers. Infinitely better defensively than DeMar DeRozan. This year, it, it got close. Advanced stats, box, box score plus minus would say, it's still Kyle. It's close. Wind shares I think, went slightly in favor of DeMar DeRozan. But a guy who, I mean, an important figure in the Raptors' history. I never got it, though. The part where you have to hide him on defense always bothered me. He, not a great rebounder. 31.6% from three in this, oh, it's a revolution. He's shooting threes. Super. He's shooting them Terribly. He shot, on a percentage basis, shot them two and a half times as often as the year before. Great, but he shot 31.6%. That is awful. If it was you know, the first Isaiah Thomas' time, sure, that was pretty good. But now, teams 36 37% is the league average from three. So he shot them more. I, I didn't know how much it was going to go up from there. Because 316 still worse than he was two years ago. So shooting them more, things like true shooting, they stayed pretty, pretty much the same. But, of course, what he's well-renowned for, getting to the hoop, when you shoot 20% of your shots from, from three-point range, you're not getting to the hoop as much. So had DeMar capped out? I think the Raptors with DeMar had absolutely capped out at their highest heights. And part of that was them. Part of that was the coach. Part of that was the fact, man, the Boston Celtics look like they are going to rip teams in half in the East. And Philadelphia, pretend Markell Fultz can, you know, become a number one overall pick instead of a uh, an oddity of of what's what's going on, psychological oddity. Let's go with that. A physiological oddity. How come how come a guy who could score at Washington can't even shoot the ball right? Does he have to shoot with his left hand? Philadelphia is a looming terror with that top end young talent. Toronto. I don't know if they're the best team in the East now with Kawhi Leonard and with, I mean, can't be overstated, Danny Green being included in this trade for a team that wanted to live and die by its defense last year, stressed its defense so very much last year. They had Kawhi, the best wing defender in the game, and Danny Green, whose defensive plus-minus among shooting guards has not been outside of the top five in the last... Five years, shoots the threes at about a league average rate. Bring it on, add it up. Give me more Raptors. Buy me Masai Ujiri because I'm giving him a big kiss. It's. I'll let him choose on the lips, on the cheek. Just I'll fake it. Whatever he deserves so much love for this, and part of it is one you're able to pull off a trade for one of the great players in the league. I still can't. I can't believe I'm saying it. And we've been talking about it for two hours. But to all the depth, how they've nailed their last four draft picks. You're drafting in the 20s. And you're pulling out guys like Pascal Siakam. You're pulling out... How excited are you about OG Ananobi? Deliriously excited. I figured if we have to give him up to get Kawhi, I won't be super happy about it. But... I'll take it because it's Kawhi Leonard. They didn't have to give up OG or Pascal or DeLon Wright or anything. Their starting five looks incredible, and then there's still the bench depth. Still Fred Van Vliet coming off the bench. That's unbelievable.
2: The Spurs just made the I'm, trade official. They tweeted out the Spurs obtained DeMar DeRozan and Jakob oh, Purdo from the Toronto Raptors.
1: Boy, it's official. Oh, boy. I, by the way, I hate how teams do that. You know what? Give me, give me the news up front. Don't, don't give me, hey, we've acquired cash and a 12th round draft pick in exchange for John Tavares. Well, that, No, that's not. Come on, that's not how you do it. The Spurs. So it is official. Kawhi Leonard coming to Toronto. And I just smile a little more. Because you don't win without a superstar player. There are strong link sports and there are weak link sports. You're as good as your. You're as good as your. Basketball is very clearly a strong link sport. You're as good as your best player is, and the best player on the Toronto Raptors got a lot better with this deal. I'm, I, I'm just deliriously excited. You are not as deliriously excited. I'm. I'm really fascinated by this. We put it out on Twitter at TSN 1050 Radio. Uh, w- basically, what do you think of the trade? I'm going to pull it up and pull out the exact wording because. It's, very, it's crucial to this. And it involves some scrolling. And Joe, I'm blowing this. But basically, who are, you, are you more excited about acquiring Kawhi? Yes, he's a future MVP. Or are you sad about giving up DeMar? DeMar was the Raptors. It was 52-48 in favor of yes, I'm excited. We got one of the top five players in the league. And I'm so excited. I try to be completely unbiased. I've said we four times already this hour. This is how nuts this is. Ah, it's just, who's better than Kawhi Leonard? Who's better than a healthy Kawhi Leonard in in the NBA? Start naming him out for me. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. You might say James Harden. uh, Anthony Davis, incredible finish to the season. He's He's in that group of players. And he's a Toronto Raptor, and I can't believe it. And I'm also actually super excited on a nerd level to talk to Bobby Marks of ESPN, their front office insider, who I've heard dozens of times on on Zach Lowe's podcast. It seems like it because I keep replaying him. I love hearing him. Bobby, thanks for joining us on TSN 1050. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing very well. Thank you so much. I, uh, I'm. You were in the Brook in the uh, in the Nets front office for many years. Yes, I was. How do? you... When, how does how does Masai pull off a trade like this when he's on another continent? He's, doing, he's in Africa. He's making this trade at 3 a.m. That's This can happen. These these guys are always talking to each other, apparently. Oh, it is. And I think this
3: is something that's been going on for, well, at least where San Antonio has been going on for uh, the last couple months here. Um, and then, you know, with Toronto, probably about the last 10 to 14 days. So usually you try to build it up and you get a, you get a framework and then you um and then you're able to get it yeah, you get it through and yeah, I mean I I randomly checked my phone at three forty five in the morning and I've been up since um when this kinda of started to um started to break uh, break through. But yeah, I mean and I, I mean I like it for Toronto. I do. I mean I understand the risk here. Um I mean every trade has a risk, some more than others. Um especially with with Kawhi, the expiring contract, we all know about the injury. Um, but when you have the opportunity to get a top five player in the NBA, like Kevin Durant or LeBron James or Steph Curry, uh, we can put Kawhi Leonard up there with those players. Uh, you go ahead and do it. Uh, it's not like you were coming off a championship; you just lost in the second round uh, in four games to Cleveland. Uh, and if it doesn't work, then you hit the rebuild button and, and you go you go from there. But um, I like it for Toronto, especially. I like it especially once the the, the uh, details started to come out more. Um, you know, it's a top twenty protected pick can turn into a second. Um, you know, you didn't have to give up. You know, uh, Dalan Wright, uh, OG, um, some of your you know nicer young. I mean, I like Kapertel, but some of your younger players. So yeah, um, I like what Masai did there. I
1: I was surprised how little the Raptors had to give up. Am I were were you surprised with, with what they had to give up for what they got?
3: I think from San Antonio's perspective, I think they could have gone in two different directions. And usually when you're moving an, an all NBA player, you either try to rebuild with draft assets if you're looking for three first round picks. And you probably could have got that from Boston. You probably could have got that from Philadelphia. But, you know, here's a team that, you know, got to the first round without Kawhi Leonard. They still have Lamarcus Aldridge under contract. Um, they still have Pal Gasol. Some are some veteran players and they're looking to stay competitive so you take DeMar on who's an all you know DeMar's an all-star um for the next you know 3 years so Um, I I think if they wanted to go the full rebuild, um, I think they probably could have, um, you know, it would have been hard getting the numbers to match, but they could have gotten a lot of young players here. But I don't think that's the direction of where where the Spurs are right now.
1: When there was an online betting site that had the odds on, hey, where's Kawhi going to go? And when they shortened to, I think it was (laughs) even odds for the Toronto Raptors, no one was buying it. Why was nobody believing that Kawhi to Toronto was a real thing?
3: I don't know, but I had asked my wife if I can go put money on it, and she said no. So the I, I, there was no insider trading there from my end. I don't know. You know, when I was in Vegas when that happened, um, and it was it was fascinating because uh, I think it was last Thursday when all of a sudden they jumped to number one here, and usually Vegas knows when things are things are going on. But yeah, I mean, I just look at. I think it a lot of it had to do, and I think when you start. Going through the tea leaves here, um, the Lakers, where they were, um, I didn't see them being in the mix, just based on um, the package of players that were on you know, potentially on the table and getting the numbers to work. With Boston, you know, with no Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, and then with Philadelphia not putting Markel Fultz, so that that eliminates you know three teams right there. And then you kind of then you factor in Toronto with with the you know, with his contract and and with uh, with is. and it, it, it you know it, and you had to add a couple more pieces, but it matches up.
1: ESPN's Bobby Marks joining us on Toronto today. I I'm curious uh, Bobby, you can you can tell us you've been on the inside of trades like this. How much I mean, we all kind of want to know is Kawhi healthy? How much communication actually happens between say the Raptors and Kawhi or Kawhi's people before the trade is officially consummated?
3: Well, this is a little bit unique because as you know, uh, Kawhi is represented by his uncle who's also his business manager. Um it's not a traditional agent um you know like DeMar who, you know, is Aaron Goodwin or, you know, some of the other players have Mark Bartleson, some of the well-known guys. So usually what happens is, is that when a player like Kawhi Leonard becomes available in the trade, uh, as I say you usually go back channeling and that's usually a conversation with the, um, with the agent of that player to find out, a uh, long-term fit where he is health-wise. And here I think you kind of, I guess you go into the wilderness a little bit with, with blinders on. It's a little bit challenging too because we're in the off season. Um, you know, the last we saw Kawhi Leonard was sometime, you know, I guess what in December or January when you know, only played a limited amount of games. So this is a little bit of a more tricky situation to kind of, to kind of navigate here. So I think you, you, you do the trade. You know, you go through the physical, and then there's a conversation that you have with uh, with Masai and his representatives in Kawhi, and then it's a, it's really an eight month recruiting. Uh, you get him, you know, you're, you're recruiting him uh, in house for the next uh, eight or nine months here.
1: As we know, so Kawhi, they acquire his bird rights. Uh, they can offer him. Uh, Woj would put out. Five years, one ninety at the end of this. A team, a, a team who gets him as a free agent after the season would be four years in the neighborhood of one hundred forty-one. What what kind of draw is that extra fifty million and that extra year? Do you think?
3: I, I think every player is different. You know, you see players kind of, um, you know, towards the, the talent of their career, um, it's a little more significant. Um, you know, players like Kawhi or Paul George, maybe they think they have another bite of the apple down the road. Um, but you have to look at where where Kawhi was, um, you know, after the season. You know, he's not super max eligible anymore, but he was in San Antonio for 221. Um, you know, he can get 140 or 141 in LA or another team. I mean, that's that's a lot of money when you leave on the table. That's 80 million dollars that he would leave on the table, um, you know, from San Antonio to Toronto to to another team. So. Um yeah that certainly comes into that, that will certainly come in, in into play here I think if Kawhi thinks he can go out and get another contract then maybe the 5th year doesn't mean as much but um but that's a nice little I guess a little caveat that the Raptors
1: have. Yeah there's there's guaranteed money and then there's the potential of guaranteed money if in a 5 year deal versus a 4 year deal. The the Raptors they've made this trade they don't presumably they don't 100% know what Kawhi is going to do at the end of it uh Masai before he makes this deal, he has two separate plans, right? The the Kawhi plan going forward and the what do we do if Kawhi leaves plan going forward?
3: Yeah, and I think that's why you what you saw last summer with Kyle's contract and Serge's contract. Um, you know, more of a short they weren't four or five year contracts, they were short term. They both expire after two thousand nineteen twenty. Um basically if Leonard leaves you you basically wipe the slate clean um you know, in, in a year or two, um and you keep you retain the younger players and you and and you build from there, and if he stays, great. You know, you can lock him up for that. Um, you know, for that long term contract.
1: Where do you think they now fit in in the East? Do they do they win more than fifty nine like they did last year? Do they go further in the playoffs? Where do you think they fit in with the two with the two guys they've added, the Raptors?
3: I think a healthy Leonard. You know, they're right up there with Boston, and um, probably Boston and Philly in that mix. Um, you know, if if Demar had returned, um, you know, they were probably in a little bit in the back maybe the pecking order. I think it I think it would be fascinating too. Now you have a rookie coach also. I don't think many people have talked about how does that you know, how does Nick Nurse handle this now? That's a lot of pressure. I saw it in Brooklyn when we had Jason Kidd and we made that Boston trade and we had a lot of veterans. This is a little bit different because I think this is a better team. Um, than what we had in, 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 the Nets here. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, how the, and I said this all along, once, you know, Dwayne Casey was fired, you know, they're really not going to be judged on what they do during the regular season as far as when. It's going to be what happens in the playoffs. And I think that's going to be the kind of the ultimate, you know, calling card as far as can this team get past the second round? Can they get to an Eastern Conference finals? Can you possibly get to, you know, the NBA finals? And I think you look at the East, with LeBron
1: going out to L.A., I mean, it's it's a competitive East, but it, it is certainly a wide-open East. Bobby, before I let you go, uh, Danny Green is the other player the Raptors acquire. I I didn't realize his advanced defensive numbers were as good as they are. What are the Raptors getting in Danny Green?
3: Yeah, I mean, you get a wing on an expiring, a uh, little bit of a down year of shooting the ball in San Antonio, but you can, you, you know, it's almost like a filler for, you know, at, at the two position. I know you've got... Uh, I know he's got Norm Powell there, um, I, you know, I guess in a backup role there. But yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of the, the missing piece to this that we're not really talking about. You do get Danny Green there, and if you do inherit his bird rights, so if you want to bring him back too, um, so you get a, you get a starting two, you get a starting three, um, you know, it'll be interesting. They've got a couple roster spots open, um, to go, if they're going to go out and get a big, because you lose Pono, and now you just got, um, uh, unless Yaakam can play some five for you, so um, it will be. I think they've got a you know, maybe one or two. They've um, they've got the tax mid level at five three, and they've got a minimum exception available. So it will be interesting what they do with maybe with the back end of the roster.
1: I'm right to be deliriously excited, yes? Like deliriously you are. excited. You be,
3: yeah. I mean, uh. I think it's. Uh, hey, you never you never accomplish anything without taking risks. I mean, it's just a fact of life here. And I think you know Masai and knowing him and dealing with him during the Carmelo. And when he was in Denver, he is, he, is, um, he is very confident in a good way. And, you know, this is a roll of the dice. And if it you know doesn't work, we'll judge him next year. But for today, uh, you should be pretty happy.
1: A front office insider for ESPN, Bobby Marks. Bobby, I love your work. Uh, keep it up. I, I, I can't get enough mm-hmm. of you. Thanks so much for being with us. You got it. Talk to you. Bobby Marks of ESPN, <sighs> validating my lust for this trade, Masai Ujiri. Kisses on the lips. Coming for you. As you've acquired Kawhi Leonard for the Toronto Raptors. Coming up on 12:22, Ottawa Senators associate coach Mark Crawford will get his take on the Kawhi trade. Probably some hockey stuff as well. Toronto Today, TSN 1050. July 18th, forever to be known as Kawhi Day. At least in my mind. Kawhi Leonard coming to the Toronto Raptors. More discussion about that coming up on Toronto Today. And then basically for the next 24 hours. Because... Deliriously excited about what the Raptors have pulled off in this one. Team Snap Hockey Coaches Conference coming up here in town July 20th and 21st. Huge name coaches sharing their knowledge, which I think is fantastic. They include Mark Crawford, the associate coach with the Ottawa Senators, who joins us on the line. Mark, thanks for being with us on Toronto Today. It's great. I'm I'm second place to Kawhi Leonard. That's always
0: good. That's always good to be behind superstars.
1: Well, he's got big hands and big, long arms, right? So he's got like a natural advantage over you. You've got him in the hair yeah. department, I think. I like your lid better I, than his.
0: I do, and I, I played in an all-Ontario basketball team uh, at Nicholson Catholic College in Belleville, Ontario. So, you know, I'm sure he's much better. I know he is.
1: So uh, well while well, while I have you since you you know some stuff about basketball uh I'm deliriously excited what do you think about Kawhi to the raps
0: Well you know I- uh, here's my, my big thing. I love uh, Popovich uh, as a coach. I think he's one of the best coaches in the entire sporting world. And I think that people uh, that play for him get better. Uh, I'm on the other side. I'm anxious to see what DeRozan is going to do uh, with Pop. I, I think Kawhi, uh, being here in Toronto, I really like uh, uh, the general manager in Toronto. I think he's a very, very smart and shrewd guy. And I trust him. Uh, his judgment on this, but on the other side, I'm really anxious to see what Demar does uh, under uh, the tutelage of uh, Popovich.
1: Unfortunately, he'll be doing it in San Antonio, and like there's no there's no heat around San Antonio. It's one of those teams that you know it doesn't get a ton of coverage unless they're winning because it just like, under Pop it just seems so boring. Which I think he loves it that way because that uh, that's the way he lets them succeed. He just makes it kind of dull. It's not boring when they win. People really yeah.
0: love it when they, when your hands are raised in the air. I've always found that. When your hands are raised <laughs> in the air and people are cheering, I've always thought that's
1: the best way to enjoy sports. That is the kind of insight you will get at the SNAP conference. <laughs> Players and teams like winning. <laughs> that's fantastic. You sure do. Mark, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the conference in a moment. I want to ask you, uh, I mean... You know what the story is of around in and around the Toronto Maple Leafs it's the Austin Matthews John Tavares and then we we from the outside oh my goodness which who's who's the captain what's what's going to happen with the captaincy when you coached Austin in Switzerland did you see in a, in him a guy that oh yeah he could be a captain one day or maybe maybe better not to be
0: uh, I think he's definitely going to be a captain one day he's a uh... Uh, he's a great person, first and foremost. And I think, uh, you know, anytime that you think about a great leader, that guy usually has to have great interpersonal skills. He has to have um, just real high quality about his day-to-day uh, operations. And Austin absolutely have that. He's well brought up by his parents. Uh, he's got, um, you know, just uh, great uh, uh, knowledge of, of how to act in most situations. And I think as he gets more and more mature, As he continues to grow, as he continues to understand more of what's happening uh, in the overall NHL and and overall on his own team, I think definitely he's going to be an option for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Are you a Twitter guy, Mark? I am on Twitter.
1: Yes, I am. Then you you're familiar with with Twitter can be a, a cesspool of of of, opi- of weird opinions and nonsensical takes. There's one. there's one that it strikes me as non- nonsensical. I want to get your thoughts on it that uh Austin is not happy that John Tavares there's another rooster in the hen house that he is not happy with that. Does that sound like Austin Matthews in your mind? No, absolutely
0: not. I think yeah uh, you know, from the era that I had Austin, we had a lot of older uh, players, a lot of uh, guys who were um, given more limelight in Swiss media than Austin was. I think Austin just played and played well. And uh, once people started to recognize how good he was, he got tremendous notoriety uh, over there. And I don't think Austin's ever been about uh, notoriety. I think he's about winning and winning. Uh, uh, all the great players are about winning. Uh, they find a way to make their teams better. Uh, I like guys that when you play with them, people say, "Boy, oh boy, is it ever easy to play with that guy?" And, I, and for me, Austin is one of those guys.
1: Help me, help me seem smart to my friends here. As the season goes along, uh, who's going to get more ice time? Do you think it'll be? Do you think it'll be Tavares? Do you think it'll be Austin? I want to. I want to sound like I'm smart when I'm talking about number ones and number twos.
0: Just. Uh... Well, I think that. That's a question that you're going to have to pose to, to Mike Babcock because he's going to be the guy that controls that. But I wouldn't worry too much about either of them. They're going to play a lot.
1: All right. Well, I'm going I'm to be just as dumb as I was before. All right. I was hoping to squeeze a little of your knowledge. Your, uh, your Ottawa Senators uh, still... I mean, Eric Carlson is the, is the story we're kind of of waiting to to hear from from Ottawa. Um, if if Eric does, I mean, if he does get traded, if he does move on, what, what kind of a, what kind of a void does that leave in the Senators' franchise? Just what kind of a, a hold does he leave behind if he goes?
0: Well, well, I mean, it, it's a, it really is a question when it does happen. Um, but right now, you know, we have to proceed with uh, Eric being a part of our club. Uh, we have to proceed with Eric being our captain. We've got to proceed with Eric uh, being a, a pivotal member of our organization. And I know talking to Eric uh, um, during our development camp, you know i was excited just to see how uh, how he's training uh, this summer because that that was a big reason why he didn't perform well last year he had the major surgery in the summer he didn't really get a great chance to uh, get himself in uh, in decent condition uh, he got married that uh, summer went on a long honeymoon he was you know on crutches for a, a big part of it and uh, I know that uh, the first year that we uh, were, were there in, in Ottawa with uh, with Eric, he came off the World Cup, and he was in tremendous shape and just springboarded from the World Cup and to have a, a super year um, uh, with us. We went all the way to within a goal of being in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, I'm excited that Eric is back with us because I know he's going to have a great summer of training, and that's going to make all the difference in the world. Uh,
1: if... <laughs> I'm curious, as a coach, there are so few, and the Spurs are going to. We talked about the Spurs; they're going to have to deal with this. It, lose if you lose a player of that magnitude, as a coach, how how you'll deal with that? You'll you'll be talking to coaches this weekend, and they'll have kids, superstars will age out of their group. How do you how do you convey to them? Okay, you'll never replace that guy, but you can't. You have to replace him somehow. What kind of tips will you give them?
0: Well, I think it's all about uh, having a, an improvement mindset, personally. I think if your organization has an improvement mindset, uh, then you're always looking to develop the next player to come in and fill in uh, behind your, your departing people. Um, if, if that's the case uh, with, the, with the Ottawa Senators, we've got to be excited about the young prospects that we have, the young people that we've got, and the young people that are going to be uh, moving forward in, in our organization. It is always about opportunity. It is always about growth. And if you can have both of those things in an organization, then I think those are two pretty positive uh, attributes to have right off the hop.
1: As we mentioned off the top, the Team Snap Hockey Coaches Conference takes place July 20th and 21st here in Toronto. And of course, Mark Crawford will be uh, one of the coaches there. Mark, why did you want to get involved in the coaches conference?
0: Well, I've, I've always enjoyed the giving nature of coaches. Uh, I think uh, NHL coaches in particularly are um, amongst the the most giving in the world. And I think sharing information uh, really promotes growth. Um, I oftentimes will get as much out of uh, these conferences uh, than uh, what I give out. Uh, obviously, you know, my my topic this year is dealing with millennials and uh, dealing with the Generation Z athletes which basically is our NHL today we're now in the, in, in, in the time frame where most of our players are that millennial Generation Z uh, group and they're much different than the players uh, that I had when I started uh, coaching in the National uh, Hockey League and certainly when I was playing in the National Hockey League uh, so, you know, they're are great attributes uh, with all generations. And I think that that's one of the things that I'm going to try and set forward is just how positive um, uh, the attributes of this generation are and how you can really uh, uh, try and promote those attributes to help your team uh, to become more cohesive, uh, more collaborative, and more ready to win.
1: I've always kind of wondered, are are kids different or are we different? Because, you know, I I think... I kind of feel like I see them the same as my parents maybe saw me with my weird technology and my weird clothes and my weird hair. Are our kids really different than than they were when you were a younger coach, or are you different? No, I think most
0: generations are are exactly the same. You know, uh, we look at uh, at my parents, my parents probably looked at, uh, at me and they probably said, hey, you're watching too much TV. <laughs> yes. um, I'm sitting there with my kids saying, you're on the computer too much, or you're on your smartphone too much. Uh, and again, like this has been uh, happening for generations. It's not a new phenomenon. Uh, and again, I think that my generation had a lot of great attributes. I think uh, each generation has a lot of great attributes. It's trying to find a way to make them work together.
1: Just listen to them and learn I mean you learn from them how to how to reach them right
0: oh boy this is one generation this latest one which has way more knowledge uh than the previous generation at you know using the technology of today like most of the time it's been parents teaching kids in this generation it's kids teaching parents I know uh working on my presentation I, I enlisted the help of my son and my daughter who are both millennials and uh, just to sit and, and learn from them has been a, a wonderful experience for me. And, and again, I think when you go to these conferences, you get a lot of different topics. You're going to find uh, information out about a power player, about a penalty killer, about defensive structure, or about uh, people jumping up on the play and, and all the, the various uh, uh techniques that teams are using and are employing this year but also i think that we're now seeing a lot of people trying to delve into other areas to see you know if mentally we can help our our, our athletes
1: as well the team snap hockey coaches conference takes place at humber college on ice presentations at the mastercard center there is still time to register if you're interested at www.hockeycoachesconference.com and mark i assume you'll be snapchatting the whole, your whole presentation so that'll be outstanding we'll be looking for that thank you so much Thank you, Derek. Have a great day. Mark Crawford, the associate coach of the Ottawa Center, is joining us on Toronto Today. And yes, hockeycoachesconference.com. As Mark said, it's great that they can share. Still more coming up. A little more. Hopefully we have our guest from SportsCenter joining us here on Toronto Today. twelve thirty nine on TSN 1050. Gareth Wheeler just rolled into the studio, and he is equally as excited as I am. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, like last time, a, a top five player like this gets traded. It just, it doesn't happen. That that LeBron keeps moving from team to team is remarkable. Uh, Russell Westbrook said, "No, no, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick in Oklahoma City." Really? You're from? L- you went to UCLA. You're from Los Angeles. So You're fashion. All that stuff. Why aren't you moving? It didn't move. Guys like this, you don't let them go which I guess indicates how bad it was in San Antonio with Kawhi that they went, there's no chance. Not even the Supermax contract. Like Bobby Mark said, $221 million was going to be enough to keep him in San Antonio. And do we want to commit that to him? It, it was that bad. So that a guy like this actually comes available. You see teams piling up assets. Thinking, wow, they're, that Boston, they can really draft. Man, the Raptors have really gotten good in the draft. You see them piling up assets just in the hopes that one of these players will come available because you absolutely, positively have to have one to win an NBA title. That's just the way it is. Uh, You go back through the history. I was doing it this morning, and you get back into the 80s, and you think, no, every one of these teams absolutely has a top-five player. Golden State, obviously. Cleveland, yes. San Antonio, yes. The Miamis, yes. The previous Miamis with Wade and Shaq, absolutely. The previous Lakers with Kobe and Shaq, 100% they did. Uh, you get, I mean, the 90s, right? Six titles for Michael Jordan, two for Hakeem Olajuwon. Of course, the Pistons. Oh, I mean, Isaiah Thomas was a... Was a killer in the day. You get back into the eighties and okay, well, here's Magic Johnson, and here's Kareem Abdul Jabbar, and here's James Worthy, and here's Larry Bird and Kevin McHale, and just guys just talent on talent on talent. Dr. J. And then back you need star players. You could get away with it in the NHL. You could get away with it You can get away with it in the NFL. You don't necessarily don't need a superstar quarterback to win a title in the NFL. It it absolutely helps. But you can squeeze in uh, Trent Dilfer there. Trent Dilfer can win a title. Because uh, you can be strong in other parts. He's one of 53 in that case. In essence, a guy like Kawhi Leonard, 40 minutes a game is one-sixth of the minutes you have to put a guy out there. So there is no sport more dependent on superstars than the NBA. And the Toronto Raptors have one on their team now. I'd said for so long if only they could get a player that would make Kyle and DeMar the second and third best players on the team. They would be absolutely set. But oh that's that's so rare. And in this case it cost you one of those guys. It cost you DeMar DeRozan. It's sort of sad to see DeMar leave because he was he was the Raptors, right? 9 seasons with, with the Raptors. Could have gone back to L.A. There were the stories when he was a free agent. Oh, he wants to go home. Ah, He stayed. He's stuck in Toronto. He signed the, the extension last year, uh, two years ago, pardon me. Taking the money. Staying in Toronto. He became a part of the community. He and Kyle seemed like the best of buddies. The way they would, you know, Kyle would, would mock him if he used the wrong word. And DeMar would would tease Kyle when he's doing an interview with, you know, with Jack Armstrong after a game. But it's a business, right? It's not show friends, it's show business. And that Masai is able to make this happen, cost him a valuable player, but there I you you have to treat them like a renewable commodity. Yeah, he's a player. I love him. We loved having him. Get out. Because there's a there's another one coming in. And come on, if they could if they could flip Kawhi Leonard and get Kevin Durant in some fashion, thanks, Kawhi. Get out. Kevin Durant's coming in. You would just do it that way. It's it's interesting because now as you go through this, the Raptors have to have two plans, right? They have to have at least two plans going. What's the Kawhi plan? Okay, well the the Kawhi plan is We convince him Toronto is great, and it has the things he wants, and we re-sign him five years, $190 million, and man, we are set because we've got all our young talent. And then you have to be ready for, this guy could leave. And then do we just burn it all down at that point? Because Kawhi leaves, you no longer have Demar, Danny Green, like Bobby Marks said, he's an expiring contract as well. Would you keep Danny Green? After this season, Kyle Lowry would have one year left on his contract. Would you send that off to somebody and just start building around the DeLons? Fred Van Vliet becomes your point guard with DeLon and OG, and boom, you go at it with a rebuild, stocked with great young talent. That part has to be very exciting. Producer Joe, if it is a one-year deal, if Kawhi leaves and goes wherever, is it worth it?
2: I think it's worth it, absolutely, because we rolled into the last three seasons, and every year it seemed like the Raptors had a window to get to the NBA Finals. And every year it got a little bit better. Last year the Cavaliers weren't as good, and then we saw the terrible injury to Gordon Hayward. And then this year LeBron James leaves, and now we don't really know what the Celtics are going to look like once they're healthy. Kyrie Irving had another injury, and the 76ers are still a very young basketball team. The Raptors now have an opportunity for one season to prove what they're worth. But to your point, you were talking about just now, with Kawhi Leonard being in Toronto, yeah, he might not be in th- crazy enthused right now because he doesn't know anything about the city. But city aside, let's just picture the Toronto Raptors being a very good team, which they were before Kawhi Leonard. With a Kawhi Leonard addition, oh. they're a better team. Oh, So if they Man. cakewalk into an... Eastern Conference Final, win the East Final, go to the Finals, and lose, how much easier is it for Kawhi Leonard to be like, hey, other superstar free agent, I cakewalk to the Finals with you and somebody else, we can do even more damage. It gives an interesting path towards the NBA Finals for a superstar like Kawhi.
1: If you want to win a title, why would you ever go to the Western Conference? Like, I never, I almost, uh, the LeBron to L.A. thing, the smart people, I I listen to their podcasts, are like, this was always real. Why would you do that? You can't win the final if you can't get to the final, and you can't get to the final in the West unless you play in Oakland. That's it. Why would you do that? Now, Kawhi and LeBron together, we're starting to talk about a different story because that, although, I mean, LeBron will be 35 then. We're talking about a different duo because those are, again, two of the top five players in the league playing together. Two guys who could guard anything on the floor in an era where it's all about hunting mismatches and switches, and we like our, our rangy, swingy guys. Those two could just suffocate anybody. So I, that one I would get, but I don't. If you want to win a title, you want a chance to win a title, come to the East. The hours are better. Everything happens... Well, okay, everything happens later in the day. Those 10-30 games in the West are... Uh, <laughs> that's a little late for most people. But you come to the East, and yeah, when you get to Toronto, I don't think people, I don't think people get what Toronto is. It's a huge metropolis. It is, it's enormous. I have a buddy who lives in Burlington. Kevin, what's up? I, it takes me like an hour and a half to get to his house. And it's still Toronto. Kevin, I'll see you someday soon, but come on. It's an enormous city. It's got a bustling downtown. It's got money. It's got Drake. Build a house next to Drake's house. Kick somebody out from that neighborhood and build a $20 million house next to Drake's house. Be like, I live next to Drake. That sounds pretty good. That does not in any way interest Kauai And honestly, the lack of attention from the American media that is that is given to the Toronto Raptors... It, to me, it's got to work in the Raptors' favor in this case because Kawhi doesn't want attention. He has a shoe contract, but he doesn't want to sell shoes. He doesn't want to be in movies. He doesn't... I, can you imagine if, if Kawhi Leonard actually tweeted? No. No. It, like, there's, one, uh, there's one baseball... What is it? Baseball hockey Twitter account. It's boring, blah, 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 blah. And it's just... That would be Kawhi on Twitter. Like, sup. That'd be, that'd be a tweet. Three letters. Sup. Hashtag sup. That's all there would be. Kawhi is not doing an Instagram story. He does not crave attention. I don't even know. I don't know if he loves basketball. I don't know if he loves money. I don't know if he loves cats. I don't know anything about Kawhi Leonard other than he is an unbelievable basketball player. And take all the skills required in a basketball player, take him out, lay him side by side, stretch him all the way out, Kawhi's the most talented player the Raptors have ever had, yes? Ooh. Talent for talent, skill for skill, offense, defense, rebounding, shooting. All-around talented,
2: yes. To me... Because Vince uh, Carter, to me, offensively, uh, is the most talented player that the Raptors have or probably will ever have.
1: Yeah, I'd agree.
2: But you're right. All-around, complete game. Granted, Uh, how many players in the NBA have you seen that have had this type of ability. It, The only thing, and not to be a hockey head, yeah. but this is re- reminiscent of the new style of centers in the NHL. Okay. Kawhi Leonard is like the Patrice Bergeron's of the NBA. He can do it all, which you don't see a lot of in the NBA at a superstar level, at an MVP caliber level. Yeah. How many guys have you seen that are similar to Kawhi Leonard? Uh,
1: LeBron James... In, in one way, Kevin Durant in another way, he's, he's a modern day Scottie Pippen yeah, I mean Scottie Pippen was a smothering defender, and people well, Jordan was the greatest ever yeah, Scottie Pippen was top 50, when, the, when Jordan was retired, Pippen was a monster should have been the MVP of the league so he, he's a modern day Scottie Pippen, in an era where three point shooting is a bigger deal he can shoot he can take he can he can handle. He can, I mean he's not going to instigate your offense I don't think, but the the fact that he can Who do you want me to guard? Coach, who am I guarding? Okay, you're guarding Gordon Hayward. Cool. Gordon's going to score 12 points today. Okay, I need you to guard Jason Tatum. Boston thinks Jason Tatum is good? Kawhi would eat him in one sitting. And Jason
2: Tatum is outstanding, but he is not Kawhi Leonard. So here's a potential Raptors lineup for you. Kyle Lowry, bring it on! Yep. Danny Green. Oh yeah. Kawhi Leonard.
1: Oh my God. Surge JV? I'm getting close. OG. Wait, well, okay, Surge. I, I got close on Surge. So
2: Surge and Og. Surge has got a.
1: It's tough to put a take twenty million dollar player and and never play him again, right? But yeah, man, he maybe turn it around if the Lakers can do it with uh uh Meta. What, what's nope nope um crap I lost it I'm pulling up the Lakers roster because it. Yeah. To be fair, I woke up at two thirty this morning, and I'm still running on like uh, green tea fumes. Uh, yeah. The, Surge, is, Surge is the hole in the roster, right? He's the hole in the starting lineup. It's twenty million bones, and it just it's not going to happen anymore. I don't know when it went bad for him, where it's where it's going to go. But when he was in Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City said, "Yeah, we're going to let James Harden leave, and we're going to keep Serge Ibaka." It, it it wasn't insane at the time. Now it looks ridiculous. But you're like, wow, this guy can. This guy really defends the crap out of everything. He blocks shots. Then he became a three point shooter, and now he's not, He's neither one. That's it's that's the hole in the roster, right? But, O G, Pascal Siakam, both still Raptors. I was fully prepared for a situation where they had to send out Demar, O G, and Pascal, and I'd been like, oh that that does hurt. But that's why we got those great draft picks. And again, that's that's eleven times I've said we. Now that's how excited I am about this whole thing. They didn't have to. Jakob Pertl looked good in spots. I will not miss him. Good, seemed like a good kid. Liked him in college. I won't. I won't miss him on the Raptors because, man, they got so much better. Of course, we're gonna be talking about this all day long. Hear us on TSN 1050. Tweet us your thoughts at TSN 1050 Radio. Jumping on the poll. That says Kawhi barely over DeMar DeRozan. I'm Derek Taylor. is Toronto Today on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca.